Hi everyone, I'm Virginia Bell. Welcome to our first, absolutely first episode of Bold Cape Cod where we explore um, people that live on the Cape that are not necessarily, uh, how do we want to describe that? Typical Cape Codders. So right now I would like to introduce Ricky Bates, who is a drummer who's amazing. I've known since probably 1984 or five. Um, Incredible Casuals, which now became well, we just casuals. need to do the Invincible Casuals and now. And Buttercups yeah. and Space Pussy, and I'm leaving a bazillion things out, but that's a good place to start. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. Okay. Great, great, great. So what do we want to talk about? I don't know. Um, care for chocolate? <laughs> Thank you. Here, let me, let me, hold on. Like, <laughs> oh, what kind of chocolates are these? <laughs> oh my God. All right, let's start somewhere. Okay. Let's start. So I met you probably in the 80s. My brother was a musician in Boston, and yeah. that's how I knew you. And then we ran into each other probably, and take my glasses off. A few years ago, I was coming out of doctor's office, and there you were, and I was so excited, that I, genuinely excited to see you. And um, I remembered... I remember looking and going, now I know why my brother loved you so much. But I want to talk about like how you started, you were a drummer, and we yeah. went to your show in November, Right. and yeah. it, you didn't miss a beat the same way, but how many years has it been? I started playing, uh, I think I started taking my first drum lessons in 1965. And you years? guys were the house band pretty much for a beachcomber, right? Well, the Incredible Casuals, yeah, we were the, we, uh, when I, I mean, I was born and grew up in Springfield, Massachusetts, and then I ended up uh, in, the, in the 70s um, following this guy, the, actually this, this act called Travis Shook and the Club Wow, was two people, and Travis those got, yeah, Chandler <laughs> Travis and Steve oh, Shook, yeah, okay, yep. and they both lived on Cape Cod. And I started out as a fan, and and they were like a musical duo, they, you know, guitar and, and a bass. And of course, I'm a drummer, and it was just like, geez, they need a drummer. They need and a drummer. So but you I had it in I loved, I loved their 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 act. They're great, great musicianship, and really funny and kooky, and and it just might just totally right up my alley. Right. And so I kind of had it in my head early on that I wanted to play drums with them. And so years passed, you know, and uh, actually they used to open for this band called NRBQ. Yep, very familiar with that. Yeah, so there was a one time when they were opening for NRBQ and and the drums, the, the you know, there was a drum set there. And I know all those guys in NRBQ. So, and, and actually my best friend at the time was playing drums for NRBQ. So, uh, and this is what year? This is the 70s or 80s? I'm going to say this is probably 1970. I'm going to guess it's 1975, 76. And you started playing drums when you were old. I've, I've already been playing drums for well, okay, 1975 would be 10 years because I started in 65. Okay, and you so have a I was I have 10 years behind me playing <laughs> drums, or 11 years. And so I I um, finagled uh, sitting in with Travis and Shook. Uh, at an NRBQ show, just just for a couple songs on the drums, and they loved my drumming. And then, okay, so it was, but it was cool. It was just like a one-time thing. And then a few years passed, and and uh, I got a call from <coughs> this recording engineer 
uh, that I, who I knew also from from uh, from NRBQ. You have one of those chocolates, huh? Um, yeah, so uh, this guy, Bill Sheneman, um, amazing engineer. He worked at the power station in New York City. He was engineer for Bowie and for Meatloaf. I, I mean, ton, like I tons of people. Yet. But anyways, he gave me, a, he, I, so I knew him, and I got a call from him, and he said, hey, you know, Travis and Shook, Travis Shook and the Club Wow are doing a recording session, and, and they need a drummer, and, and they loved your drumming, and they wanted to know if you'd want to do the recording session. So... I said, yeah, let's do the recording session. And um, so I, I, I um, they were living at Cape, and I came down to the Cape uh, to rehearse with them and uh, for the recording session, and like almost immediately we started talking about like having a band. And so I ended up moving to the Cape, and... Um, what year is that about? That's 78 is when I moved to the Cape. Okay. And then that band, then those two guys and me, we became the casuals, the incredible casuals. Right. And that's when we started playing the Beachcomber. It was 1978, I think. And you guys did your last gig recently, didn't you? Or yeah, we, I play, we say played. The last gig. Well, no, yeah, well, no. Have... I mean, we, 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 we did. We, we, well, we played. So I have to back up a little bit. But we played. We were the house bands, more or less. I mean, we played there every Sunday afternoon. From 1978 to 2013, which Holy is crap. <laughs> 35 years. Because um, I've been asking people that from here, and they're like, "Of course, of course, we fill it up." Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like 700 times that the band played there. Wow. And um, yeah, so but our, our our last you know official gig as the Incredible Casuals was I think in 2013, and then uh, but then this past fall. Uh, we played there as the Invincible Casuals, the new improved <laughs> like casuals. And, um, yeah, so that was great. It was that, great so, to be but back. you, but in between all of that, you were all over Boston, you were all over, was it the oh. same band or were you in a lot of. Well, I was in a lot of other bands too, but so, the, but the, so for the first, so when I moved to 1978, um, uh, here, and we, we set up a recording studio in the house that, Chandler lived in, and I also lived in that house for a while, um, and Chandler and I were, re were roommates, and we set up a recording studio in the house, and for the first year we were, we were together, we mainly just did um, recording stuff. We were, Chandler was writing songs, and Steve Shook was writing songs, and we'd record them in the home studio, and then every once in a while they'd go out and they'd um, uh, do openings for for George Carlin because that was their oh, yeah, that was their main that. that was their main gig in the, in the, in the 70s How was, was he though I mean how did you know him from Boston or I mean I don't know where he's Well from, I didn't so I, I mean I knew him for, through through playing gigs with Tra with, right. with, with with Travis and Shook How did they get But they they I think that they did So I'm I'm this is uh this is two times removed so I may I may okay. I may I may have it Okay. Not have it correct, but I, I think that they they were playing a gig maybe at this place called the Main Point okay. in uh, Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania. Okay. Or maybe it was somewhere else for George. But they played. They they did a gig. They ended up opening for George, and George just fell in love with their act like right well, can away. Can you describe the music to me? Because I mean, I know what you do now, but was it pretty much the same, or was it just like? Uh well, no. So it was it was an acoustic guitar. 
and uh, an electric bass. And sometimes, uh, you know, Chandler played the bass and Steve Schiff played the acoustic guitar. And sometimes Chandler would play other things. He might play percussion instruments or play harmonica or do other things. But they were also, there was also an element of comedy. And, and, and so they were, in, in a way they were, so in a sense they were sort of like a hippie version of a vaudeville act. Right. Or, or also they were, had been described as like, you know, if the Smothers Brothers were, you know, hippies and, and, and right. dropped acid and smoked pot all the time. But I remember seeing which, you I don't guys know, with Maybe the Smothers Brothers did that, <laughs> I, I, for all I know, but... but right. But I remember seeing you guys, and I remember there was always an element of fun to it. You oh know, yeah, no, I would no, never there was. Want to go to a show? That everyone's all freaking serious about. No, the no, no. We were, we would always, we always be joking around and right. having, and having a, 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 a lot of fun. So, anyways, but yeah, George, George was was into that, and w- w- was into their show, and, and and he asked them to to open for them, and and, and they sort of became his his um, his. All the time opening act, right. you know, in the seventies, exclusive. Yeah. It's exclusive. That's the word I'm looking for. There exclusive op- opening act, and and yeah. So they did that. So when I when I okay, I was asked to do this recording session, and then I came to the Cape, and we set up this recording studio, and then so so then I moved to the Cape, and I was living in the same house with Chandler, and we we're recording all the time. And what they were doing was they would go out on the road with George every you know, a month and a half or something, or two months, they go out with George uh, for, I don't know, two, three weeks, four weeks or something, and they tour around the country and and make a lot of money, and George paid them really well, wow. and so they'd play theaters all over the country, and and then they'd come back, and then that money kept us going, and the, you know, so we could just, you know, not have to work and, and just do recording stuff in the, in, in the, the home studio. And I love that I, you call it not have to work because that means that you're. Well, I mean, about yeah, no, yeah. we didn't have to have a straight job. <laughs> there you go, exactly. And then at some point, uh, they they started to ask me to go out if, if if I wanted to go out on the road with them. So I got in on the George Carlin shows. So I, so I I got to do a bunch of shows with George, and that was really great. Um, it's um, yeah, it's amazing. Did we me. all have alter egos at that point? No, I know. Um, just you. What? I met you as this. Yeah, but I mean, I'm saying, like, did you, did they have different, you know what I mean? Like, Vince Vaughn is, not Vince Vaughn, that, that's an actor, Vince Valium. Vince, oh, well, yeah, that's, that was my, my punk name, yeah. That's what I'm saying, but did they all have punk names? Did everybody have one? Not really, no, no, I mean, somehow I got ended up getting a punk name. Right. Just you. I love that. The, oh, because I remember when I met you, I thought that was like the coolest. No, it's a, yeah, no, it was, it was a it was a funny thing, and yes. and and and, it's and very that, um cramps. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally, totally. Yeah. And and but there was a a, a, a a I mean, before I became Vince Valium, I think there was an incident where Chandler and I became the Valium brothers. Okay. Uh, and it it it. It didn't have anything to do with with us taking Valium, <laughs> but nothing but um, yeah, um, <laughs> which is the best thing ever. No, it's just no I think we. we I I don't know. I'll actually say this on the air for the kids at home. Because we could say okay, it, okay, we can cut it out. You can cut this out. But uh, Chandler and I, I think we 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 both took like about twenty Valium Valiums one one night. And you can't hard to OD on that stuff. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, we were. People ask me, like, what did you think? We were wasted. And I, at that point, we became the Valiant Brothers. And then... What year was that? This is 78. Yeah, because in 1978, I had anxiety. And that's when they put me, a 17-year-old girl, on Valiant. Valiant you to get back oh then. Oh, my God. Like, they just handed it to me. And I was, like, so happy. And my truant officer uh, one day said to me, because I'm so hyper, right? Yeah. He said to me, wow, you have calmed way down. And I'm thinking, I'm laughing at myself because I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, but that was like the best thing. This is a terrible thing to say. It was like the best thing ever. Yeah, I don't know. We could just, get, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we yeah. shouldn't talk about that. But anyway, okay. it doesn't matter because it's reality. Um, but, but anyway, so that was it. You've been, you were playing with them. You and it's, but then, yeah. I, I don't want to hear next about space pussy though, because I don't know. Well, okay, that. yeah. So I mean, uh, so I mean, anyways, we we we, we seventy eight. We started playing the beachcomber, and we right. played every Sunday afternoon for all of this time, and then, and then, uh, right at like around nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety. I mean, I was in my guy persona. Okay, okay. Yep. so. Nobody knew about the transgender thing until until the late '80s, and uh, and you said that originally just it was dressing and it caused a rift. Well, did not? Right. yeah, there was and there was a lot to it. I mean, I, I you know, I mean, this is a whole other other story. But I mean, I started, I, I had feelings as young as like age four or five. That I wasn't fitting in as as a boy, and and that that something was was I felt like I should have been a girl, and um yeah. So those those feelings. What's that? Did you express that to family or anybody, or was that something you just kind of kept? Like, no, yeah. I mean, it was just something that was in my head, and 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 I it scared me, and I didn't want to let anybody know. I thought that it was going to make people not like me. So, um, yeah, so I was afraid to, 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 to let anybody know, know, know about that. And, and it, it was a secret that I kept, you know, that really hardly anybody knew. So you're 20. Yeah. So, uh, when I was in my twenties is when I, um, first, um, let a few different people know. Like I, my, I let my cousin, my cousin knew. I, t I told her that I was, that I felt like I should have been a girl or something, and I was so nervous about telling her, and and uh, I was just so I. But I remember telling her, and she was like, "So what?" Yeah, I love that. So, so, so like all this worrying and like right. she, she didn't care. Yeah, I don't care. Right. Let us listen to Jimi Hendrix. You know? <laughs> So uh, you know, I don't know, but but it, and and then when I was, you know, I got married in 1984, and it was still a big secret. And um, my wife to be so on our first date, uh, you know, um, and I really liked her, and but I, I, I and I wanted to have a relationship with her, but I felt like. I couldn't have a relationship with anybody uh, without letting them know, so I, I had to let her know, like right away. So I told her on our first day, it's like either sink or swim, you know, because just, just get that out there. And she was fine with it. She so, didn't but care. she was completely fine. Like you're that you wanted to be a woman, but she yeah. was a woman, and you wanted to be with her. Yeah. 
because I mean, like I think I told you this before. I had a very similar experience, and it was yeah, right. And and it was, I was pissed, and I look back now, and I shouldn't have been pissed. Right, but right, I right, was right. Pissed because I was like, I came home one day. And I'm like, why are all my clothes stretched out? And why you've been, ra you know, he's yeah, ravaging yeah, yeah, my closet. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I think he picked me because I was well, the you same know size as him. <laughs> no, no, but you know something. So, so I think this is this is important because I had had an experience like that too, okay. before was, before before I, I met my wife, okay. before our first date. So I knew because of that, right, that it's not something that you can just get into a relationship and then. All of a sudden, they dis somebody discovers this thing. Right. So I had that. So I had to like it had to be on the table right away before we even had a relationship. That's amazing. We're just you on our on that. our on yeah. our first date. I said, "This is it. You know, this is me. This is what I'm like. You know, it's before we were like all all tangled up right. and 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 so, and so, so it was even it, it was either sink or swim. Right. You know." And, and and she was fine with it. I mean, she she was she had. I mean, her history was that. I mean, she had been a huge fan of the New York Dolls, and 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 you know, I mean, if she had had a um, a, a a little fling with uh, Johnny Thunders of you know. So I mean, you know, so and she was into Bowie and she was in all that See, stuff. See, I get that. So, I would have felt like I would have been better if I would have been told instead of just. Well, yeah, no, no, because that, it's the surprise, and that, and and, and, and your reaction is 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 totally normal. It's just like, well, wait a minute, this isn't what I signed on for. Told you know, me. yeah, right. I would have probably been like cool with it. But you know what? It's it's really hard. Okay, it's I'm really sorry. really really hard and really really scary. So that's, but but I was at that point in my life where I I had to let her know. So, but anyways. Um, yeah. So, and then, like, by the time the, the 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 end of the '90s came around, I was still keeping it secret from everybody, except for my wife and my cousin and a couple of other people. Maybe my parents knew. Um, and they were cool. Yeah, they were cool with it. I love that. But but it got to a point where I just I I couldn't keep it a secret anymore. I had to I had to uh, be myself, and I wanted to be myself all the time. I didn't want to be. I didn't want have it be something that was just something that I do, you know, just at home, yeah, right. away, away right. from everybody. I wanted to, I wanted it to be, I just wanted to live that way, okay, and just be that way all the time. And so that um, caused a cascade of negative things to happen. Um, you know, I mean, I've been in the band, that band for the Incredible Casuals for, you know, over 10 years at this point, and and there's all kinds of inter-band tension things that go on, and, and so there was there was there was some of that that was going on. But but when I came out and let them know, they had a real bad sort of knee-jerk reaction, and they they were afraid that if I was um, you know they were struggled with it. Well, how can you be in the band, and what's this mean to us? You know, and and. It's it's going to ruin our image and and, and image should be fun and, and cool. And who gives no, a shit? No, I mean, yeah, I get it. you know, yeah. it's like hello, you you know, the, this is like New York Dolls, you know, hello, David Bowie. It's, this doesn't, it's Bowie. it's a rock and roll thing, you know. So, but they were worried about it and they didn't want to. So I I mean, and at this point, it's it's like I was in I had to go I was in therapy. I'd gotten into therapy because I just had to come out. I had to be myself. 
And so I had to ha have my therapist to help me do that. And yeah, she was really great. And But uh, the band didn't want me to perform dressed as a woman. So, uh, and like I was really depressed at this point. My, my wife uh, asked, the, and actually she wanted to separate. I think that she, that that made, like it was okay when it was a, like a part-time thing, but when it, when, when it, it was... It became reality. That's exactly it, what happened to me. Yeah. It was kind of cool when you told me it was a Bowie thing and you just wanted to gender fuck. Right. But now that you're telling me that this is who you really want to be, it... it it's a natural reaction. And yeah, and I get that. And, and you know what? I wish I could talk to him now because I, I do. Yeah. I, because I went through a very bad time. Like I'm like, why were you fucking with me? And he wasn't. He wasn't. No, 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 me. no. We're just struggling with with this right. inner thing yourself. Right. And so, but my wife was. I mean, she just wanted. But there was there was more to it with my wife too. Okay. So there was. There was somebody who would, who had been coveting her for a while, somebody, and and so she, yeah, no, I know, I know. I so so on the on the side, she was having a little little affair with this guy, and and eventually he just wanted to have her, and she wanted to have him. So that was a big part of it, really. I think I think I think that if it wasn't for that, I, I, I'll bet you I bet you we could have worked, worked it out because she was she was great, she was very understanding. And 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 so There's even even with all of that, one. no, I mean, but even with, even with that, what that was going on, and, and I understood that how how it could be off-putting, and 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 because right. it was something I'd been worrying about for my whole life. I, I I was always afraid that if 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 people found out about it, like from age five onward, that if people really found out your about head this, at five years old, you, you well, it wasn't it wasn't that. Well, I mean, of course it's not. It wasn't crystal. that crystal clear when I was that, that young. Um, I mean, I just had a discussion with Mark recently about, like, something weird and sexual. And he's like, I know, why well, I was five. And he's like, you don't realize, like, things go on in your head at five. No, no, at five, it's, at five, it's like, at four, like four, four, four years old, I think, is when I, when I first. And, and at that age, you're still just going... Well, what's the difference between a boy and a girl anyway? Right. They have right. long hair. What can they wear a dress? What else is the difference? What is it? Mommy, tell me. What is what? What? Right. And and and, 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 and like, I didn't really know, but 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 I was just like, and I I just knew that. I mean, going back to when I was four, like. Like what really, when I really started to know something was really weird was, I mean, I was, you know, when I first was, went out to play with the neighborhood kids, okay, and and I, I lived a pretty fairly sheltered life, you know, I mean, I wasn't out playing in the neighborhood until I was about four years old, and, 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 uh, you know, uh, there was a sand lot where all the boys played, and, and, you know, um, I, I, the first time I went over there to, 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 to play with the kids, you know, they were all rough and tumble and they were, and some of the guys were really assholes <laughs> and, you know, they just, you know, hit, hit, you know, they punched me and, 
And I didn't get it. I didn't, because, I didn't because come they from a household you were where. Like, yeah, I didn't come from a house where people punched each other and oh, no, eat no, each no. other. Yeah. That was totally foreign to me, and I didn't know anything about that. And 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 just this whole like sort of male dominance thing. It's just like King of the Hill and this whole thing. And I just didn't get it. And they made fun of me. And they they thought you know. And I, I was terrible. And when I threw a ball, I just, you know, <laughs> and, and so trying to play catch, and they thought, oh, you look at him and play ball. You like throw the ball like a girl. And it's yeah. like, why didn't he, what's that mean? I, you know, it's mommy. What's that mean? I don't know. And, and, and anyway, so they, they, they pounced on me and punched me and, 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 and beat me up. And, and it was hard. And, and then there was one incident where, where a kid, you know, I went over there, this has been going on for a few days, or, 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 and I went over there and uh, the kid just punched me really hard in the stomach and, and I, I, I fell over and I couldn't breathe. We talked we about this, I couldn't, about the, I couldn't like breathe. That, I couldn't which, breathe. Which brings and it was traumatic. It was traumatic. Life. It's PTSD, you have panic attacks. Yeah. Every time I have a panic attack, I, I can't breathe. Yeah, and so when, when and, and so, okay, and, and when people attacking me, Okay. Especially when they're attacking me over the gender thing, a lot of times my reaction is that I, ca I can't because breathe. Because you were throwing a ball, yeah. I okay. can't breathe. You know. That's what happens to me. So, so yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, anyways, but um, yeah. So I was carrying all that stuff inside, and 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 uh, yeah. So so what happened when the, with when the, with 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 the casuals was. Because they were, were were afraid that I was going to be bad for business. What the, what what they would do is, I mean, I was going to Boston for psych psychiatric care, and sometimes I'd be in, in Provincetown for my therapist, and and they and I was out, and and I was dressed as a woman, and I'd do all these things, but you know, the band would be, you know, we played off Cape a lot, so. Um, yeah, I'd be up in Boston with my psychiatrist, and, and we were having a gig later that night, maybe in Boston or maybe New York City or maybe in, in Maine or New Hampshire or who knows where, Western Mass or something, I don't know. But I would, I would drive back from Boston, and they would be in the van. We had this one, one van that everybody uh, rode in with all, all of our equipment. And so I'd end up parking my car at the park and ride in Sagamore and the van would come and pick me up and I'd get in the van and then they would make me take off my girls clothes and take off of the makeup and put my boys clothes on because they didn't, they didn't want me to perform as as, uh. as, 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 a, as, okay. as a woman or transgender yeah so that so I would have to take off the makeup makeup and that was really humiliating and um, and that really created a lot of tension in the band too and and it made me grumpy you know it wasn't fun to be around because i felt like i was being treated shitty and i was being treated well shitty. you were being treated and shitty. yeah and so and then they're worried about them bad for business and so this went on for a little while and then it was finally like we well, listen we, we we're, we're gonna have to get rid of you you know we're gonna have to fire we well they didn't say fire but we're gonna have to let you go and that was that was super traumatic for me because the band was everything to me. I'm, I'm, you know, music is is everything to me. Right. So, but I think the thing like when I ran into you, yeah, at the office, yeah, I think that the reason that my brother 
loved you so much was because of all the reasons they were firing you. No, no, totally. Like, my yeah. brother was like the most cool Although, although, like, although, although, I, I mean, he didn't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if he ever, I wasn't transgender then. When I mean, I, well, I was transgender. What am I saying? I was, I've always been transgender, <laughs> but I wasn't out then when I met your brother. But I. But 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 he but he was he was no. But I could tell. I would know. Visionary. The man had an IQ well, through the ceiling. He was super smart, and I and I, he like and, I told you, just I have, not ordinary. Yeah. He didn't want to be involved with anything and I'm normal. I'm telling you, he I was, somewhere have a notebook where he, like yeah, you, you know, like a little. Like Molly Ringwald and Pretty in Pink, Incredible Casuals. Like he, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I want to really find it. I hope I, I can find it. That. I'm going yeah. to go in the basement at my friend's house and look for that. Because I think that that's, my brother was very, what's the word? Oh, we can't come up with the word. Remember he earlier? I know. He just, he, he saw it. He knew it. No, he, he, like, he did know yeah. it. And, and, and. And so, I mean, I came out in 1990, and I mean, he was he was he still with us then. Yes. Yeah. So he he must have been aware of all, of all the stuff that was going on, and I'm sure yeah. he was 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 was. He died in would have about been my 1990. Six or seven. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so he, he knew. Like you know, but yeah, you know, because everybody best. everybody knew it was a big scandal with the casuals, you know. So. But I mean, he was like so. He was a champion for you. Yeah. Did you remember? Do you know David Greenberger? Of course oh, I know David. So David. David. And my brother grew up. Yeah. Together. No, I know. Yeah, they yeah. were even band together. That everybody was, was in Lutu all those Lutu 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 <laughs> That was like the the, the great. I'm Lutu trying to get Mark to listen to that. He's like, I can't. My brother. <laughs> my brother was a terrible singer. There's a lot. He was left. a terrible yeah. singer. But yeah. he was a great songwriter. No, he was he a great songwriter. And, music. And, and he had and a weird voice. He was totally original. He was just totally original and did things in his own way. I, what I remember him is he had this little four-track cassette recording oh, studio was, thing. Yeah. yeah. And and he would record these songs and he you know he'd, he'd play an instrument and then he'd overdub and play another instrument and then sing and then maybe do some kind of weird like percussion drum thing or something. And then he would he had a Fender amp. Uh, like a Fender Twin Reverb, and he'd he'd, he'd take the the, the four track cassette and plug it into the guitar inputs of the he of the Fender Twin brilliant. to mix it, you know, and he'd mix it with a reverb right. and stuff. It was great, and, and, and so he, he was he was a total original, like like nobody. I've never heard of anybody doing that. He just thought for himself and just was. My brother had an IQ through the ceiling, and yeah. I, I tell people he could build a rocket, and then he forget how to like start it. Like he just. He just couldn't get out of his own freaking way, but he was yeah. a really smart man. Yeah. But he could play any instrument, he could do whatever he wanted, but like, not the greatest hair. But I was. <laughs> no, but I loved it. And he had I, a great I, sense of humor, too. Oh, he just didn't, he he didn't take himself seriously, really. It was, no. it was great. But, and yet, and yet, and yet, it was stuff that Depp should have been taken seriously, because he was seriously good at what he did. Yeah. So. Thank you for saying that, because I loved him and I miss him very yeah. much. You know these chocolates really fucking suck. But DC You know I would I I I wish I had some pizza right now. Oh, I think we do have pizza. You have pizza? Yeah. DC Porcelli's. Really? Donated a pizza for us to eat. Man, they re they make really good pizza over yeah, there, they don't they? Yeah, they do. God damn it. Wow. That's great. All right, we're going to eat that. All right, right, that. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And 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 so you folks at home. Order a pizza. Oh, look! 
You should get one of these pizzas, man. Jesus, you're not allowed in the set, dude. This is, this is, well, this smell is that. Oh, look at this. Oh, oh you just did a uh, thing for the homeless, and you're right? Honest. Correct? Yeah, we did a, 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 the Christmas cavalcade for the homeless, which is, this was the 16th year that this has happened, that we've done this. Um, and uh, Chandler Travis um, uh, puts the whole thing together. And it started out that I think the first year we did it, it was mostly just uh, the Chandler Travis Philharmonic and some other local bands, uh, uh, you know, a handful of other local bands. And then, um, and we raised money for, and which, which we um, donate to um, the Housing Assistance Corporation, I believe. I wanted to uh, go, but I was afraid like next year I might be needing nah, your services. Nah, nah, nah. No, I'll be alright. But, but, but anyways, we, we've carried this on, and, 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 and each year we, there, were, there was more bands, and more bands, and then and, and poets, and, and all kinds of stuff. And it got to be like, you know, it, it, the, the thing was like eight hours of, of like music and That's stuff. Awesome. And we used to do it at the jailhouse in, um, oh, yeah, in Orleans. That. But uh, this year we moved it to the music room in West Yarmouth, just a stone's throw from here, yeah, where we're where we are right now, and uh, and uh, we paired it back. So instead of having like 900 bands, uh, we had I think we had 10 bands or 12 bands or something, and it was. Um, but it was great. It was really fun. Yeah, no, it was really, really, really great. Um, uh, Eric Short was there. Eric Short with, was playing with uh, Polka Dan. Okay, <laughs> Polka Dan. And, All right, um, I'm gonna. We're gonna change course. Okay. Real quick, because yes. before we finish, I want to talk about how you change things with when developing. Oh, that's yeah, very okay. important to me. Yeah. And I want to talk about that. So I love that we're doing things for other people, but I want to hear about this. Okay. This is very important. So, all right. So my gender, my gender journey. So I, I guess I first discovered that there was like a surgical procedure that could actually change, you know, male to female or female to male um, body parts and. Uh, I, I learned about that when I was going to college. I mean, and the surgery had been around for a long time before then, but I didn't know about it. But uh, when I first heard about it, it was just like, oh, shit. This is what I need. I need to have this. So anyways, it was, there was no possible way. And this There's was like thousands early... Thousands and thousands, like... Oh, 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 tens and thousands, like in the early 70s, and it was just like way, way, way more money than I, I, could, ever, I could ever get. And, um, and of course, you know, I knew at the time that it was, would have, was considered a, 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 a fringe like they kind of a thing. Like, considered almost cosmetic, it's not... Yeah, not and it was just, was, was, was a long ways from right. being medically accepted. So, you know, um, but anyways, I always had it in my mind that that's, that I really wanted to have that done somehow. And, uh, as the years passed, I, I... You know, 
I wanted it more and more and more and more. And and and, and as I, after I came out, you know, then I, I I sort of was introduced to the transgender community. I mean, before I came out, it was just all, all inside me, and and I didn't know anybody else. But then I came out, and and there was um you know um. Uh, an, an annual um, sort of convention thing that used to happen in Provincetown called Fantasia Fair and, and, and so I started going to that and they meet a lot of other people and then so I, some of the people that were there had the surgery and stuff and it's just like mmm I really want to have this done but it still was like there's just no way that I could pay for it because at it, that point if the only way you could do it is if you had a a lot of money. That's that's it. I was seeing lots of doctors there. I, I was going I was, I was you know uh, my endocrinologist was was at, at Mass General and and I had a psychiatrist who was at Mass General and a lot of my doctors at Mass General. Yeah, well, I these are all that. like Harvard <laughs> professors right. and stuff. They were like top of the top-notch doctors. Some of the best in the world. And you know there were they, they they were like you know yes we, we we're totally behind you and we really think that it's it is medically necessary but 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 you'll never get insurance to pay for it you just never will get insurance to pay for it since there's nothing you can do about it but I didn't buy that I was just like oh yeah oh yeah I'll mm. show you. <laughs> so uh yeah so then the years went on and then it got it to be in the two thousands and stuff and. And uh, actually what was happening was that there was this person in Massachusetts who was transgender who was convicted of murder and was serving time in Walpole, I believe. And they were transgender and, and they started working the system and actually they, they got a lawyer and I don't know how they... If they, if, if it was a lawsuit or how how they, how they, how they were dealing with it legally, but but they they they, they actually, um, they won a several. I mean, they I think they 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 won like a district court thing. Uh, uh, courts court ruled in their favor that that they that the state needed to pay for their yeah. surgery, and then they. And then the state appealed that, and then, then the uh, the uh, appeals court um, said that the the state had to pay for their surgery, and then and then it went to you know the state supreme court, and I, 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 and but I think and then I think, and I don't know if it went to the I think it was just the state supreme court. I don't know. I may be wrong about this, but at least it's at some point. It failed. Like the very last stage, it just didn't go. the courts went no, and they weren't going to pay for it. But anyways, it was in the news a lot, and I just started thinking to myself, God damn it, the fucking state's going to pay for a, a somebody who's convicted of murder and right. is so in prison? They're going to pay for like that yourself. person's surgery? They're going to pay for my surgery, too. Right. If they're going to do that, they're going to pay for my surgery. So I, I just... That was and 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 so anyways, I, that was when I I just started looking online, you know. I mean, the internet was really happening at this My point, so I was just digging in. How am I going to get this to happen? How am I going to get this to happen? And yeah, so I um, 
started writing emails to lawyers groups and lawyers and stuff and 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 i think it was, i can't remember what it was so it's that some, person got that close but then you're like I'm no yeah no it's just like and then it was no they they they, they and, and, but I think before they got, before their, uh, a final up, appeal or whatever got shut down, um, they, they, it still was looking like they might get, pay, uh, might get the surgery paid for. Uh, I was, was when I finally made this connection with this legal group, uh, an advocacy group um, that, that, that did pro bono work. And, 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 and I, I spoke to a lawyer at that group and, and they, were, they said, listen, I think who you need to talk to is this organization called GLAD, um, which is GLBTQ Legal Advocates and Defenders. Not to be mistaken with, there's another organization called GLAD, that's G-L-A-D-D. I don't know what those letters stand for, but it's a similar thing. Uh, they, it's a gay and lesbian advocacy group, but it's... That's out in California. The GLAD one is in Massachusetts. Okay. It's a legal group. The one in California is a media group, and 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 so it's totally different kind of work they do. But so, anyways, they connected me with a lawyer, uh, this lawyer Jennifer Levi, who was the head of their transgender legal initiative. Uh, um, so. Uh, yeah, so I connected with Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Levi, and you know we talked about me getting the surgery, and and she was there, and she was like, well, you know, I think maybe what we need to do first is um, you should do um, a, a, an appeal. An appeal for your own self, or well, how how, how, how it works? So the, the the way that 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 we worked the system was that so I had Medicaid. Okay. So you know the way Medicaid works is that when you need need to have something that's not normally covered by the insurance, right? You have to yeah. You, okay. you have to you have to you have to get something that's called a, um, a prior authorization, okay. and 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 if you can show that it's legally um, that there's medical necessity, you can get a prior authorization, and and if you get the prior authorization, then that just means that the the insurance company is, has agreed to pay for it, and so now the surgeon knows that they're going to get paid, so they can do it. Okay. So, but, but, but I in, in the, in the case, were you riding on the back of what those people did? Like, well, no, no, no. So, so here's what happened. So what we knew was going to happen okay, was, was that we knew that because, because of the stuff that was going on with the person that was in prison, right. we knew that the state didn't want to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they were fighting it tooth and nail. Okay. So we knew that Medicaid was going to deny the the prior off because they can just go well you say you think it's 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 medically necessary medically necessary Proof. but we're saying it's not okay okay so that's so what and the way that you do this is that you need to have your doctor submit a, a request for prior authorizations in this case for we started with they thought I should start with hormones so the doctor says okay I want to prescribe hormones for Ricky Bates and we're requesting a prior authorization for, for, for hormones. And then MassHealth goes, no, we're not going to pay for it. And when Medicaid, when a, when a Medicaid provider 
denies a prior uh, request for prior authorization. This is really complicated, it's sorry. Okay. But when when a Medicaid provider denies a request for prior authorization, then you have a legal right. The the the, the patient has a legal right to appeal. Okay. The denial for the request so you just for prior authorization. That's yeah. a lot of words. Can you understand what's going <laughs> yeah. on? So you just but, have, you're like, I'm gonna appeal though. Yeah, so so I could appeal. I could appeal there's they're saying no you can't have the you no you can't have the hormones and I go, Okay, well then give me you know, they have to send me a a, 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 a written denial. Right. And on the written denial there's a form that you can fill out to make an appeal. So that's what I did, you know, uh, under instruction from uh, J Jennifer Levi and others at GLAD. They, 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 they instructed me how to fill out the form, and we talked about what would happen, what was going to happen, and, you know, I would, there would be, was going to be a hearing, and at this hearing, I was going to represent myself. The, the, GLAD had not got, got, gotten as, gone as far as to agree to represent me yet at this point okay she was they, not a lawyer but she was but did. she was advising me she was advising me and so uh, and and she gave me guidance on what to do so uh and this was just for hormones but our goal was to get them to pay for surgery but so but this was sort of the, the first test case right. so uh we did that and i found so, you know, okay, we submitted the thing and I was going to have a hearing and I, I knew that I had to provide evidence so I had to create my own case and, and make, you know, decide what my own argument was going to be because I was representing myself so I had to figure out what that was going to be. So, and then I had to look for... Um, uh, evidence that I could present and so I went digging in, uh, once again on the internet and you could find all kinds of stuff and there's uh, lots of uh, endocrine journals that you know there were medic uh, uh, medical publications saying um, that if I don't do this I'm well no the, actually what the what, so what the medical medical publications were said was was what, what I was uncovering was lots and lots of, of top endocrinologists saying listen we've worked with this before work with work with patients here with, with this before and so it, it really is effective to give people who are transgender these hormones it makes a really big difference in their life and it 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 it, it improves their life markedly and it's it's really important and it really is medically necessary and uh you know and so anyway so there was a lot of these articles and i gathered all those together and then uh the american medical association um issued something that was called resolution 122 they issued a resolution that said that Transgender people's, basically, I'm paraphrasing here, transgen transgender people's uh, health problems are real. They're not fake. Um, it, it, it's not experimental anymore. It's, it's, it's gone way beyond that. It, it, and there's, a pro it, 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 there's, there's plenty of evidence that shows that um, providing health care to transgender people improves their lives considerably and um, 
it's time that insurance started paying for this. And so this is the American Medical Association, and it was all just they, all they written that, out. Yeah. And, and it just made my case really easy. So, <laughs> so, so uh, you know, I submitted all this evidence, you know, to, uh, to, to um, MassHealth, the, the Medicaid provider in Massachusetts, and, and the judge in my case. And um, anyways, so we had the hearing, and um, the judge ended up making a ruling that, yes, indeed, um, was necessary. The, 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 the hormones were medically necessary in my case and that insurance had to pay for them. And, and that was... That was just the that hormone was the, part. And that was just, that was a huge breakthrough. That was the first breakthrough, breakthrough that we had. And then we continued on from there. Does the result of your trial actually end up setting a precedent for anyone else after that? That's well, what this is later, later she on. But yes, did. but yes. So, 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 yes. When, 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 when oh, they, we done? when, when, we'll when, it. when, yeah, when, 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 when Mass Health, uh, excuse me, when, when the, uh, the, the, the judge in this case ruled on this. It, 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 it was indeed a, 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 a precedent, you know, and, and it was it was the first precedent that was 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 set. And, and so everybody that followed me was able to get they would have to have to have their hormones covered. That's but that's, this was just a small this was this is just. But you the, actually the, got it so people could get the surgery. Well, yeah, but that's that's later on. But the, yeah, so the hormones were just okay, a prelude. Gonna... were just a prelude to what we were going to go for later. Yeah. Remember that old joke? What? How do you make a hormone? Oh. Don't pair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a guitar on. Yeah, right. Today, bam, we could do. So after I didn't pay her. So, uh, so anyways, after the after the um, after the hormone case. Yeah. So that was great, and actually, I, I think that the lawyers at, at, at Glad weren't sure about my case. Maybe, oh, well, they—I mean, I think they did, but they, you know, I, I don't know. They, well, anyways, it, it, winning that case, they, they really impressed them, and so I think that that uh, sort of prompted them to want to uh, represent me so um so anyways i'm going to start this over again here we go sorry here we go again. so after after the um after the hormones the next stage was to uh get to get them to pay for for my for my surgery and, and what does that involve what does that involve that? Mm, okay. A lot. Okay, let's go. You can I keep yeah, going. I mean, uh, that's that's a whole other. Well, right. we, 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 we might touch on that, but yeah, let's yeah, we go. We can talk 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 touch on that <laughs> later. But so, anyways, the um, so with the with the hormones, uh, glad the lawyers are glad um, actually took my case on and and they decided to represent me. Um, so uh, now I wasn't representing myself for this case. So we worked really, really, really hard prepping the case to get them to pay for my surgery. And it was, it was only, you know, there are many, many gender, gender surgeries um, that, that you can have. 
And this one is what we call the bottom surgery. It's the surgery that's below the waist, and we can talk about it okay. a lot of, yeah, in more detail in a yeah. little bit. But so they, they, they took my case on, and, and, and we, we prepared for that, and we did the same thing. It was, a, it was another um, request for prior authorization to have the surgery done, and then MassHealth says, no, we're not going to pay for that, and they, they send that to me in writing, and there's the little form that I can yeah, fill out yeah, and, 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 and get my appeal going. And so... Um, yeah, in, in, in this case, um, the, the lawyers helped me put this all, all, this whole thing together, and I got all these doctors that I had been working with, all these doctors from Mass General and stuff, these Harvard doctors that I had been working with. They're the top-level doctors, and they're writing all kinds of stuff for me, and then we're gathering all this other evidence. So we had our hearing, uh, and interestingly enough, Mass Health didn't really have much of any kind of defense at the hearing, which was kind of weird. And so they asked uh, the, the judge if, if, if uh, they could get an extension on the, uh, on the case, an extra 90 days to, um, for them to gather evidence in, in their favor and submit it in the case. For what? Well, because well, because they wanted the, well, they, they, they ostensibly they you know they wanted to. They were saying that they wanted to find evidence that supported their position that it wasn't that the okay. that the surgery wasn't okay. medically necessary. So they needed extra time to do that. Okay. So okay, fine. So we're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting okay and they're not submitting anything so you know a month goes by and then like a you know in, in uh, six weeks goes by six weeks and about the six week period uh boston globe um the lawyers had been in touch my lawyers had been in touch with boston globe about our case and boston globe wanted to do a little article about the case and they wanted to interview me about the uh, about the case so they came to Cape Cod and and they we did a little interview in my apartment and uh, you know it was nice and so uh, and they so they you know they they got got the lay of what the what the case was about and so they they were going to publish uh, an article it was going to be like on a Thursday edition of the Boston Globe it was going to be way in the back <laughs> like the last page you know there were, anyways. But it was cool. It was, they were going to do this article. So, all right. So they did that. You know, there's another six weeks to, to go before the judge is going to rule on this case. And MassHealth is still supposed to be submitting some other evidence, which they still never did. So more weeks go by. And then it's getting closer. And then Boston Globe contacts my lawyers and they want to talk to me so I talked to them I talked to the guy who did the interview and he was like you know we got wind that there's going to be that Mass Health the Medicaid provider is going to be making a major announcement soon Whoa. okay and we think it might be about your case We're, you know and so it's like whoa and so they wanted to know if if I would mind if they asked me, would you mind if we didn't publish it then this this uh, you know you know next week on the the Thursday like we said we were gonna we we, we and and they if we wait. 
Yeah, can we can we send this another uh, the interviewer back down to your apartment and 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 bring a photographer and <gasps> and interview you some more and yeah, okay, sure. And and actually, we want to put it in the Sunday the Sunday supplement called the G Globe magazine, okay. which is this like magazine that. Oh, yeah, it's, I, oh. Okay, and we want you to be the cover story for the Globe magazine. Oh, wow. it's like, whoa. Okay. So, you knew shit so was they happening. they they sent the yeah they sent the uh, the um, the interviewer down and we did the interview and they took more pictures and then it was it was getting closer and closer to when the judge was going to make a make a decision and Mass Health still wasn't wasn't hadn't submitted any information uh, any um, evidence at all they like what the hell are they doing and. So, uh, and then it was like, it was, it was gay pride. I remember gay pride in Boston and, uh, I went down to, went to Boston and I marched with glad in, in the gay pride parade in Boston. And that was really cool and a lot of fun. Um, and then they sent another photographer. I had a gig that later that afternoon, they sent another photographer to take pictures of me at the gig. <laughs> and then... Still waiting, 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 and nothing, nothing. The Mass Health isn't submitting any information, and it's getting close to when the judge is going to de decide one way or the other whether Mass Health submits evidence or not. And so, like a few days before the the time was up for Mass Health to submit evidence, they called their lawyers, called my lawyers, and asked. If I would consider dropping the charges if they paid for my surgery, so that my case wouldn't um, set a precedent. Meaning, like they didn't want they didn't want to make it a rule. They just wanted you. To well, that's what I'm. What's up? We're thinking is we're okay. trying to figure out why they why would they would want to do this. We you know they they uh, you know um, yeah. So why would they want to do that? You know they don't want me to. We're they want the, to they don't, silence you. you well, no, they, they don't want the judge to make a ruling that would, would apply to everybody. And, and, and so if, if, if I accept the surgery, they pay for my surgery and then not pay for anybody else's. Ooh, yeah. And so we, we wanted to figure out if that was the case. So my lawyers talked to them again, and they said, well, and we really weren't sure about that but they the, the lawyer the they um their lawyers said that they would definitely pay for my surgery so at that point i just decided just for myself okay that i wanted to have the surgery so i just agreed said okay let's just go for it and so i agreed and uh then I think two days later, two or three days later, uh, Deval Patrick, our governor at the time, <laughs> made an announcement. We we got we got word that Deval Patrick was going to make a major announcement regarding Medicaid, Mass Health, and this was the thing that 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 Boston Globe had gotten wind of oh, that was so going to happen. Okay. So it was Deval Patrick made this announcement and this is like just after I made the agreement to have Mass Health pay. And 
just at the same time that the the judge was gonna make a decision but uh, my my agreement to to have the surgery have Massell pay for the surgery ended the case so Devon Patrick makes the announcement that um, in Massachusetts he's going to change the reg insurance regulations and make it so that insurers not just mass health but all insurers in the whole state can no longer deny to cover transgender health um, uh, health care uh, including surgery so that meant that he not just, just he, you it was everybody yeah so yeah. that it wasn't just me and deval patrick made this and you probably thing. felt better about that yeah <laughs> and so it was our case that made gave deval the 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 opening to, to make this announcement oh, what is it, everyone can do this still now or? oh well, no well, the, 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 they so so when deval once deval made that announcement so then what happened was that this was this was the big precedent setting setting case and so um it, it, it what what ended up happening is that they had to rewrite all of the insurance regulations so that the, you know there, there had previously been exceptions written into insurance regulations in massachusetts that said um we will not cover any transgender health care um so but they had to remove that language from the from the regulations and um that meant that from that point forward transgender health care was covered by all insurers so our case knocked, knocked the ball the clear out of the park <laughs> it was way bigger win than we ever expected and um and so that still going on that yeah so that 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 um set the precedent um it, and and um made it so that uh, people in massachusetts transgender people in massachusetts could get their their health care including surgery uh covered so and you know what it's very strange for someone that doesn't understand it's a it's a it's a, it's really and I, technical I had too. people go like this i don't get that you know what i get it well i mean it's just in very in, in very simple terms it's just like you know i did this legal thing and the result of the legal thing was that other people can everybody in massachusetts got to uh, every transgender person in massachusetts got to have their health care covered so that was huge a huge 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 victory and then this was happening just as obamacare was getting started and so obama added the same uh, requirement in into Obamacare so uh, you know it wasn't just in Massachusetts that um, the transgender health care including surgery would be covered but all over the country because of Obamacare it was written into Obamacare so it's just like bang bang awesome. and um, yeah so my, my 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 case is what we have to happen. wait for that to happen. There you go. And that's a really huge thing. And it's a fucking huge thing. Yeah. What did I say last time? I go, Vince Valley was hot, Ricky Bates is hot. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so the surgery. What's the surgery? Yeah. You want to know what the surgery no, is? No, because I do. Because I, I mean, I get tit. I mean, I got nothing. So, but I can, like, you know, that's Okay, you. so and then I had someone, 
I get people all the time because I, I work in a bar yeah. and they suck yeah. and they don't understand the way the world works. Mm-hmm. And I, someone said to me the other day, I don't understand, like, if you were a guy, a girl, and you wanted a penis, mm-hmm. I'd be like, well, I would imagine, I can imagine that you would take, like, the sensitive parts and just make it go out a little farther. Right, all right. But can you have... I, well, yeah, you I, 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 I can, I can elaborate there. So, 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 going from female to male is is is, is a lot more involved. It, it's a Wait, lot. Female to male, it would be worse, right? Well, it's the, it's it's a lot harder. Okay, so, but I'll, when I explain what happens with the with the male to female, it's it's a lot easier. You don't so, have to, but if, I would love it if you did. No, I'm, I'm gonna. Yeah. I, but I don't. I, I, okay, it's okay go. with me. <laughs> I don't know about the kids at home, but. But actually, the kids at home probably. Yeah, probably are no more. It's, actually, it's the parents we got to walk have, out for. But. I have a nephew who they all grew yeah. up together, and they're the sweetest kids, the budget kids, and one of their best friends, Jack, is now a girl. Yeah. And they are all hanging out like nothing ever happened, and I loved it. So we're running out of time. So okay, let's, go. So, so here I'm, we go. I'm just curious. So okay, here's what happens. Okay, okay. so. <laughs> You have a penis, okay. I wish I had, but go ahead. No, well, you know, <laughs> but I did. So you you can you can take a a a a, a penis if you, if you, if you think of it like like a a banana banana peel, right. okay? All right. So you you can take it and sort of peel the outer skin off, okay? And then take the stuff that's in the middle, okay, out of there, and then take the banana peel and then and then what was make make what was the outside of the banana peel now and now reverse it re- reverse okay. reverse it reverse it so the so the outside of the skin is now now an, an, an inner part okay. and, and it's an inversion of the banana so it feels just as which good which is a vagina <laughs> so you know the outside skin is is the outside of the of the inner wall of the vagina okay the vagina wall so and then they they, they take that and they stitch it all back together and the, and they and the, and then the nerves, okay, the, where where you have Which your sensation <laughs> and stuff, yeah, they 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 they, they take those because those are on the tip of the penis, and and they're all throughout all the penis really, but 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 most but the but the most intense part of it is in the tip of the penis, and they take those nerves and they move them to where the clitoris is. Right, which is awesome. <laughs> so that you you have all feeling right. and everything. And and then they can reconstruct it. and then they take all the stuff the banana the part that's the banana that they took out in the middle. Right. They take that stuff and they, and 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 they take the skin from the scrotum, okay, and they and they take that the the banana tissue stuff and they and they do this thing so that it, it ends up being like a labia. Okay. And 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 all of the outer that skin that's unfair. that's. Okay, so it's not so. Yeah, it's 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 pretty amazing what they do. It's very very involved. Um, it's but do there's you a think lot of steps. It's, male it's, to it's, female or female to male is harder. I think with well, fe- fe- female to, to, to male is harder because because when you're going because you you gotta you gotta have a penis. Like it's easy to take the penis and just. Tuck that back, that's tuck what that I try inside to tell of you. People, like, but yeah, but, but so you, if you take all that stuff out of there, then what are you gonna, what are you gonna make the penis out of? <laughs> right. You know, what's the tissue that's gonna make this penis thing? And and so you have to take, like, you know, 
tissue from the thighs. It's 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 or or from the arms or I don't even know how they do it. It's but it it, it it's it's a lot more involved, and and it can be done. And but it's but it's when you're doing male to female, when the surgery is done, and and by a really good, good right? surgeon that you, you can that you a uh, 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 a gynecologist would not be able to tell. So, I mean, that the person, no, let me finish. Okay, the gynecologist could not be able to tell <laughs> that 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 the uh, that there was ever surgery done. It, it looks 100% natural. You can't tell. You can't tell. But 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 it's not it's not the same way when it goes from female to male. It, it, this, so this you're with somebody, they're not gonna. They, they won't. What's that? So somebody's with you. They're not. They can't. There's not a difference. Well, no. If I'm examined by my doctor, <laughs> if I'm examined by, if I have a, 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 you know, a vaginal exam, and they look inside, they can't tell that I wasn't born that way. And so, <laughs> is that enough? I don't know. <laughs> Talked about enough yet? We can talk about DC Porcelli's. Thank you for the pizza. Oh, uh, yeah, thank yeah, you, yeah. Thanks Bates. for the pizza. Thanks, Ricky Bates. Thank, thank yeah, you, Virginia. You're fucking beautiful. I love you so much. This is really great. And thank, and, you, and thank you for making Mark. Mark. He's the Mark, so cute. The, the, Look at him. the man behind the scenes who's making it all happen. He's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi to the. Hi, hi Mark. Hi, everybody. <laughs> See? That's okay. We, what else do you want us to say? We just broke the fourth wall. We oh, we broke the fourth wall. What? Thank you for watching. Thank you for watching. You want a, want a chocolate bar? These are really good. <laughs> <laughs> We're all good. We're all good. And you know what? This is going to be our first episode of many. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So thank you for watching Bold Cape Cod. Yeah. Bold Cape Cod. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Good night. <Cheers. laughs>